All right. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and, and get into it. I know I ain't going to be able to cover everything, but I need, I, can I get some done? All right. We talked about that. So we talked about love last week, right? We, this is what we should be at. You know, we could do a lot of teaching and do, you know, a couple of weeks of this, but then you need to come back to love still. You need to come back to love. Yeah? And I love y'all. And that was one of the things that he was trying to get you to really see in your pastor. Not worship, but honor. Because I needed what was in his mouth that night for us to move forward. Just like you need what's in my mouth for you to move forward. Close down. And he has the prophetic on him. Mm. So, we talked about love last week, right? Can we do just a small quick, maybe in case you haven't listened or watched the video? I'm waiting for them numbers. Okay, I won't go there. <laughs> what you doing? That you're not watching what you're being taught. What you doing? He didn't send you to Joe Osteen. He didn't send you to Creflo Dollar. He ain't send you to TBN. He send you. He ain't send you to all these pastors. He sent you right here. This little short bald head dude right here. That's what you should be listening to. Okay. All right. <laughs> Love. Love. The feeling can be deceptive. Remember we gave you, we talked about the dimensions of love. So go to Ephesians 3.17. Please, minister. I got a lot I want to impart to y'all today. On this subject. You ready? Ephesians chapter 3 at verse 17. Make Christ, through your faith, actually dwell, mm. settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. What is the breadth mm. and length and height mm. and depth of it? So we learned last week that the first dimension of love was breath, right? If these four dimensions are captured in the idea of love, um, I said if they're not, if these four dimensions of love that we're going to discuss are never captured in love, you shouldn't be talking about love. Yeah. <laughs> first one we talked about in review was passion. Right? The first dimension of love is passion. There is no love if you cannot express passion. 
right? There is no love if you cannot express passion. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. Passion is a strong or extravagant fondness of something or someone. It's a strong, extravagant. Your passion for things or people is measured by this, your enthusiasm. This is just review. This is just review from last week. All right, we only covered breath. We're going to get into commitment next. Okay. I hope I can get into commitment and the rest of them. There's so many. We Y'all just let me do it for a few minutes. I can do it. I promise you. Your passion for things or person is measured by your enthusiasm. Oh, I love to do this and that, but you're not enthusiastic. See, when they're anointed on you, you can get it all out, right? Right. I, I, I just kept seeing myself on stage when he was on, because that's me, everything. Yeah. <laughs> I just put a little governor on it a little bit. That a, he, he go, he did it, man. It was good. It was refreshing. Um, it's good. And I, I, it just reminded me of positioning where I was and all of my learning. I learned so much. I expanded my capacity to receive because I continue to hear. Yeah? Amen. Mm -hmm. So now I believe that's why I'm trying to get y'all to keep hearing what you're being taught. But that's how I grew. That's how my capacity to house, to hold the word. My hunger is never quenched. Okay. All right. It's endless. Enthusiasm, just to make sure you know. Intense and eager enjoyment. Interest or approval. Enthusiastic. Enthusiasm. Yeah? You cannot say you love a person or love a thing and inherently there is no desire. can't say you love something if there's no desire. Husbands and wives. Friends and neighbors. Passion is called intense enthusiasm. Compelling desire and every, listen, admiration quality to be called passion. You have to understand that. It's intense enthusiasm. Passion. Watch this. Proof that you're passionate about a person or a thing is in its pursuit. Pursuit is the proof that you're passionate. Okay? I'm going slow so y'all can catch it. When you're in love with someone or something, you are willing to be vulnerable. Enough to pursue that personality, to pursue that idea. You cannot be a person, you cannot be passionate, you cannot be passionate when there is shame involved. Good. 
You say you can't be passionate about God and you won't worship. You can't say that and you don't open your mouth. And there's no openly expression. I could see your passion. I could see your intense enthusiasm. I could see what was fueling your desire. Intimacy. See? Just, just a review. The first dimension of love that must be at work in your life is pursuit. Yeah? Man. Okay. I'm trying to hear it up so I can get into the next one here. Mm. Your first dimension of love is measured by your passion. And your passion is measured by your willingness to pursue without being embarrassed. Anything that shames uh, will let you, anything that shame, what did I wrote right down? I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> anything that shame will not let you pursue, uh, don't even start. Okay. Y'all got that? Okay. You don't got that one? Okay. <laughs> the first thing or the first dimension of love is measured by your passion, okay? And your passion is measured by your willingness to pursue without being embarrassed. Anything that shame will not let you pursue, Go ahead. you shouldn't even start. Okay, you got it now? All right, just made it a little slower. That's okay. Just review. That's all right. <laughs> Joseph, that's all right. <laughs> okay. I love this. Oh, man. Okay. So I'm going to now go ahead on over here. I think we're ready. I'm going to go ahead now and talk about commitment. Can we talk about commitment? Commitment is the second dimension of love. Remember, I'm not. Defining love, I'm just describing the dimension, the dimensions of love, okay? And the, what I'm doing now is talking about commitment. It's a good word, ain't it? Mm. Everybody say commitment. commitment. Everybody say commitment. commitment. Okay, I think that was everybody. I heard it. Okay. Commitment is the willingness to give your time, your energy, Yourself to something or someone you believe in. Let me say it again. All right. Commitment. Now watch this. Is the willingness to give. It's the willingness to give of your time. Your energy. Yourself to something or someone you believe in. Watch this one. There is no emotion in commitment. None is needed. <laughs> Y'all got that? Commitment is a product of your belief. Commitment is a product of your belief. Commitment is a state or quality of being dedicated and another synonym, you know, for commitment is dedication. Yeah? Mm, teacher, watch this. 
We're going to build on this thing. Mm. You know how committed a person is by their dedication. You know, they come sometime, they, they don't, you know, not, not if you can't come or you can't do something or whatever. It's just you choose. That's right. The commitment. We're going to get into that, too. I love that, too. I like you. You write it with me. Are you dedicated? Are you committed to serving God? Serving this house? Mm, okay. Commitment is an engagement or obligation. Okay. Commitment is an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of an action. Oh, y'all get taught good in here. <laughs> y'all want to hear it again? Freedom, you want to hear it again? Okay. Commitment is an eager or an engagement or an obligation. Let's say that again. Commitment is an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. My goodness. I expect to see a post on that one. Pastor reading it like that. <laughs> Listen to this. Commitment is an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action or something or someone. So commitment can will create restrictions. See, this is why you ain't committed. <laughs> you don't like restriction. All right. All right. So commitment can create restrictions in your life. And the Bible says, and the love of God restrains. Or it, the love of God constrains. Actually, it says that. Ooh, did y'all hear that? Teacher is hearing over there. My goodness. So the love of God does that. Go to 2 Corinthians 5, 14 to 21. Quickly. Y'all feeling good? Y'all awake? Well, don't fall asleep in here. <laughs> I'm coming at you now. Mm -mm, this is for your life. This is your life. These are the answers for your life right here. All right. You ready? 2 Corinthians 5, start at 14 to 21, amplified. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14. For the love of Christ controls and urges and impels us mm. because we are of the opinion and conviction that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all so that all those who live might live no longer to and for themselves, but to and for him who died and was raised again for their sake. Consequently, from now on, we estimate and regard no one from a purely human point of view mm. in terms of natural standards of value. No, even though we once did estimate Christ from a human viewpoint and as a man, 
Yet now we have such knowledge of him that we know him no longer in terms of the flesh. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, mm. the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. But all things are from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation, that by word and deed we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. It was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them and committing to us the message of reconciliation, of the restoration to favor. So we are Christ's ambassadors, God making his appeal, as it were, through us. We, as Christ's personal representatives, beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered you and be reconciled to God. My God. For our sake, he made Christ virtually to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endued with, viewed as being in, and examples of the righteousness of God. What we ought to be, approved and acceptable and in right relationship with him by his goodness. My goodness. There are actions that are restricted because of commitment. That's what he was saying through that whole teaching right there, and that's what that was. I mean, think about this. I don't use me. Can I just use me? Mm -hmm. I see, I used to. Hmm. When I used to be in the secular world and working um, for someone, you know, um, I would probably go to bed maybe three, and had to get back up and be at work at 8.30. And, you know, and, and I'm up drawing, right? I was up drawing. I would go to work for eight hours, and I would come home and get on the computer and work another six hours on my own. I did this for two years. Because, can you see my commitment? Can you see my passion? Can you see my desire? Okay. I would go and learn every station. So I did 3D modeling. I did paint. I did... Um, computer design drafting. I did all these levels in animation, 3D model. I did all these. Most people just have an expertise in one phase. But I would go and study all the phases. So when I opened up my own business, I could do everything. Not just being, you know, expertise in one phase of it. I learned everything. Okay. Wow. 
Y'all got to see something here. I was tired. I was tired doing that, right? But something else had obsessed me more than the discomfort of no sleep. Something else was eating at me that was higher than me sleeping. See, my desire and my commitment was sustaining me. And I put that above my necessity to sleep. See, this is why a lot of us are not successful because we love to sleep. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So many believers are not committed to anything. Matter of fact, most believers run away from commitment. We are afraid of the restrictions that commitment brings. See, this is why a lot of us not committed. Because commitment brings restriction. If you're committed to your diet, if you're committed to going to the gym, if you're committed to loving each other, uh-oh. See, commitment brings restraints, restriction. Commitment put boundaries that you have to put up if you're committed. So I valued my learning more than the necessity to sleep, which produced something in me. It produced every station that I wanted to do for myself. Less people I got to pay out. I'm a one-stop. So if they need a new hotel design, I can do it all. From the CAD drawing to the 3D modeling to the paintwork and Photoshop, I could do it all. To the animation, I could do it all. Because I was committed. See, I got an architect. She has a, raise your hand. She has an architectural master. I don't. But I can do everything, if not more. I just can't be, I, I'm not licensed, so I can't be sued. See, you could be licensed and be sued. <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah. Woo! They have no idea what it takes to have a master in architectural design. My God. Don't be afraid. Y'all can see what's going on, right? With your commitment. Because we are afraid restriction, that's what commitment brings. That's why many people don't get married. <laughs> it brings restrictions. Hello. Hey, don't look at me. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Okay. We're going to leave that one alone. I'll come back to it in a minute. The third phrase, or the third dimension, well, we're going right on to the third one. We're going right on to the third one. We're going right on to the third one. I got to save some time. Don't worry, because I got, I got some. I got, oh, no, oh, no. Don't. Be careful what you ask for, because I got some. I got some stuff. I got the big one. The big one's at the end. Okay. Let's talk about the third one. The third dimension of love is pleasure. Look at that. Everybody say, oh. How come y'all didn't say that with commitment? 
of y'all didn't say that with commitment. Oh. Pleasure. Oh. <laughs> well, let's find out about your pleasure. If you want to manifest true love, this dimension of love must be captured. What is pleasure? Pleasure is delight. I love drawing. I love creating. So much so that I'll do it without getting paid. See, y'all ain't ready for that. I'm like my father. I like to create. Pleasure is delight, gratification, in love. There must be some space for gratification, pleasure. Pleasure is satisfaction delivered or derived from what is to be one's liking. It cannot be a war of pain and regrets. It cannot be a war of fighting and pursuit. There is a dimension of love that is defined by pleasure. Go to Psalms 16, 11. Mm -hmm. Open up this one. You ready? Amplify it. Psalms 16, 11. Psalm chapter 16 at verse 11. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Oh my God. Did y'all hear that? Where? Listen. In the presence of the Lord, there is pleasure. For how long? Two weeks. A day. Forevermore. So why would you want to not be in his presence? Hmm? How come we don't know how to get in his presence? My God. This is actually love personified right in front of us. My goodness. Verse 11. Read that again. Never mind. We'll save some time. We'll save some time. God right here is defining love right before us in this teaching that I've been doing with y'all. Amen. Whether it's love relationship or a business relationship, I should see you working, listen, on very difficult tasks and projects with a smile on your face. How many of y'all love your job? Excuse me. How many of you don't love your job? Come on, be honest. All right. all right. You don't love your job. Okay. All right. All right. So y'all know who you are, right? <sighs> Listen to this. Listen to this. Can you do your job in the presence of God? Can you do the scripture that says everything that you do, you do it unto God? So... Yeah, you see where I'm going? Yeah, see that he got it. You see that he got that. So basically, if you don't, you're, you're doing your job unto you. 
<laughs> right? So I should come and see you working on a very difficult, arduous kind of project with a smile on your face. <laughs> when you can do that, this is a sign that there is love there. See, you get caught up on the, the task. And he said, I'll bless all the work of your hands. See, it's, it's, your, it's your way you're thinking. Okay. He said, in everything. Give him praise. All right. Here we go. All right. Maybe I'll go to the next one. Yeah. Go to Psalms 37. You like to go to the Word, don't y'all? Go to Psalm 37.4. This is the third dimension of God's love. 37.4, Amplified. Psalm 37 and verse 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord. Uh-oh. And he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Oh. So delight we talk about delight. Yourself in the Lord while you're at that job that you don't like. And he will give you a secret of where your next job is. But you ain't delighted yourself in him, so he can't release no secret thing to you. you just complaining. Seed of complaint. How you going to bless that? God don't bless that. Okay, just a simple thing. See, we just seem to miss out on the very important element of love right here. It's pleasure. Okay. All right, here we go. There are husbands and wives and believers where there is no joy, no laughter in their relationship. Listen, with God and man. Just so serious. Okay. Y'all hear that? There may be passion. There may be commitment. But there is no delight. So when you love somebody, when you tell me you love them, I asked y'all the question last week. Which one of those elements is missing? Breath, length, height, depth. You have to have all four to be considered love, God's love. You can't have three out of the four. You can't have two out of the four. You have to have four of the four for true love. These must be present. Okay. Y'all love God? Mm-hmm. Okay. Y'all committed? You're passionate? You only committed on certain things. This is not selective. And certain people. It's not selective. Everybody listening? Okay, all right, all right. There may be passion, there may be commitment, but there's no delight. I delight myself in the Lord when I tend to his sheep. I delight myself in the Lord when I tend to his sheep. This is why it's so hard for me to leave after service. Because I'm still delighting myself. In the Lord. 
I'm, I'm being real honest. Okay. See, you don't, you might not find the light in there, but I do. Hurry up, get him out of here. I know, and that's good. That's good. I need help in that area. Okay. Watch this. Is delight and pleasure featured in your idea of relationship? There are husbands and wives. There are people in relationships where there is completely no joy. And laughter. There may be passion. It may be commitment. But there is no delight, no jokes, no laughter. Chief and I have an enormous responsibility that we have on our lives and the people God has entrusted us in. So we find many times <laughs> of laughter and joy and delight in the things that we do um, in this walk for God. We have a tremendous responsibility on us that what God has entrusted us with, which is you. I don't take that lightly. Um, and if you're not careful, ministry can actually, you know, it can kill you. If you're a pastor that holds anger and bitterness and how do people treat you and there's attrition in the church and they aren't tithing, they don't give and, you know, they don't, you got to make up the difference. I have the total responsibility, you know, of what happens here. I am responsible. So uh, I take that seriously. And if I don't work out and eat right and do those type of things, it can wear on you and I'll leave you quicker than I need to. And I don't want to. Amen? See, I have a responsibility as well to you. So that's why I delight myself in the Lord. Amen? Go to here. We're, gonna, we're moving along good, y'all. Just give me a few. We're going to be all right. Y'all all right? Good. Go to Psalms 2 4. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Go to Psalms 2 4. Psalm chapter 2 and verse 4. Mm -hmm. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The <laughs> so, Lord has them in derision. Stop right now. Uh -huh. I'm just saying he who's in heaven laughs. <laughs> this is why you have to have some. God's funny. If he created teacher nine, he had to be funny without a sense of humor. And some of y'all too. So God's laugh. He sits on his throne and he laughs. Amen. Laugh is good. Do it like a medicine. <laughs> Pleasure must be captured. Your business should make you laugh at least one day out of the week. <laughs> T. <laughs> Brandon, I'm cooking that food, that thing that flipped off. It should make you laugh. Man, I burned it again. You, I mean, come on, y'all. Right? Listen, your business or whatever you do should at least make you laugh at least once a week. Your pursuit of the anointing should make you laugh at least once. Your pursuit of the anointing. <laughs> oh, I missed that when I was out of order. Did y'all see me? Oh, my God. Did y'all see Jesus look at me like I was crazy? I missed that one. You got to laugh about that one. 
Watch this. If you continue to be angry, identifying, listen, identifying it can be a voice that this thing that you're doing is not to be for you. Oh, if you continue to be angry, identifying it can be the voice that this thing you're doing, might, listen, might not be for you. I ain't talking about God. That just means you need to work on your character. All right. Are you deriving satisfaction from your pursuit? If there is no pleasure in what you are loving, you will feel cheated. Amen. Y'all heard that? If you're doing ministry as God has anointed you to do, there are pleasurable moments. Oh, my God. I told you, like, last week, and I was, we was worshiping real, getting in and Mario came over there. Hey, your pastor. I love you. And he went back over to his thing. Man, that was a moment I'll never forget. Man, that, that, that thing blessed me right there. In ministry, it's pleasurable for us. You know, you get people who sow into your life, like Fee and Greg. They, they sow into our lives. And you don't know. Yeah, you know now. It's pleasurable. There are many others that do the same thing, too. I just want to let you know. People bless you. You know, Teach and I have the privilege and the honor of serving alongside some of the best people. In the world right here. And walk a ministry. It's pleasurable. It's pleasurable. Some of the best people in the world. Yes, even you. Yes, yes. Right here. See that? Man. People love and respect us. That's great. That's pleasurable. Yeah? So much that we are deeply um, grateful for those who are, you know, um, really honor us in what we're doing in our position. And God calls us a gift to you. Amen. So don't abuse your gift. The Bible calls they say they're a gift in what we do. And we're deeply grateful um, to co-labor with y'all. Those are just some of the friends' benefits. Okay. Working with y'all. It's, it's lovely. It is. It is. I want to work with some more of y'all, too. Amen? Mm -mm. This is the pleasure dimension of love. Man. There must be pleasure captured in your idea of love. I didn't say sex. I said in your pursuit of love, the idea pleasure must be present. It must be captured. Okay. Valentine's Day is over. How come no one is talking about, you know, still talking about love? Mm? How come nobody's still talking about love? Y'all ain't heard nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not still talking about love. Listen. See, to the world, it's about one day. Because it's your emotions. And not a revelation of love. See, it's just, to them, it's just one day. That's all it is. They write back to Oregon now, 
the divorce papers been served. But for that one day, I love you. See, the world doesn't have a revelation of love. And you do. Yeah? You don't see nobody talking about flowers. Watch this. Are they still giving flowers? Watch this. That experience should not be desired. Because, because it will not continue. Amen. Folks get mad because you didn't bring them no flowers. <sighs> I didn't bring you another day before. Or the day after. But this day, okay, watch, they're believers who don't know what the Bible calls the joy of salvation. Did y'all hear that? There is a joy of salvation. How many of y'all got joy of salvation? Mm, 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 mm. Okay, all right, y'all do, huh? If that experience has no Listen, if that experience has not been featured in your life, then what do you call being born again? What is the atmosphere that you're submitting your spiritual understanding to then? Yeah, I know. I hate life, a life that is full of passion and commitment and there's no pleasure. Mm, that's a strong word. Pleasure must be captured. Most of us grow up, man, most of us growing up, man, I don't want to say this. Most of us growing up, went to school, there was no pleasure in going to school. You, you, when you went to school, you did not like to go. You, you were committed because you had to go. Right, right. But there was no passion. Not for everybody. Some people actually, you know, a few of us. Ain't no real passion, though. Right? Watch this. Some big corporation make it mandatory that the people have time to relax their minds. They, they, they go on field trips. Team building. They go for walks. They, they have exercise things. Listen, it's mandatory. Because you'll know when you're, when you're bogged down in your passion, see, things come in and distract that. But you got to counteract that with doing something different that's not work-related. You, you'll be a much better employer. Or bless, much better employee when you know that your employer really cares about your state, yeah. your passion. Yeah. You're working for me. Yeah. I need you to be the most productive. So I got to have you to like your job. Because if you like your job, you're going to perform your job. At the highest peak. See? All right. Oh, my goodness. I didn't go into business to fail. Here we go. 
Here we go. We can talk about these men and women right here. Men and women of God, your service and your spirituality should not be strangled. It shouldn't be strangling you. Did y'all hit it? Shouldn't be strangling you. The trouble comes when your entire life is defined by pleasure. And your whole life revolves around the impulses of pleasure. Now you go back to your feelings. See, some people just, they, their whole life is about gratification. What feels good. I'm building something right now. I'm going somewhere when I get there. Okay? A lot of our whole life, teacher, is built around gratification of self. Pleasure. Okay. Don't feel good. Must not be good. Yeah. Okay. You are deceived. Go to Psalms 49, 149.4. Almost at the big one now. Almost at the big one. Y'all all right? I know. I hear you. Go to Psalms. Hmm? Okay. Go to Psalms. Uh, 49, 4. 149.4. Psalm chapter 149 at verse 4. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. Ooh. He will beautify the humble with salvation oh. and adorn the wretched with victory. Oh, my God. What? Look at your God. Right. He delights where? In his people. He delights. Now, isn't he the personification of real love? So you have to have delight in your pursuit of love. You have to have delight. Delight yourself. And when you do that, he said, I'll give you the desires, watch this, of your heart, which is his heart, <laughs> which is his desires. I'll give you what you should be desiring. Oh, my God. Woo! To delight myself in the Lord means to exalt him so highly that we pursue him over and above any other person, thing, thought, or action in our lives. Especially those things that would knock us off, listen, knock us off first place in our hearts and minds. Can I say that again for you? To delight myself in the Lord means this, to exalt him so highly that we pursue him over and above any other person, thing, thought, or action. In our lives, especially those things that would knock him out of first place in our hearts and in our mind. My goodness, delight myself in him. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Psalms 35, 27. Oh, I'm going to hit you right here. Not on this one, but the next one. Ready? Psalms 35, 27. Psalm chapter 35 and verse 27. Let those who favor my righteous cause and have pleasure in my uprightness mm. shout for joy mm. and be glad and say continually, let the, the Lord, Lord be magnified, magnified who takes pleasure 
in the prosperity of his servant. He's just telling us all what love is. He's telling you, you have to have this element in your walk. It must be pleasurable to you because it's pleasurable to him because I'm committed. I delight myself in him. Oh, my goodness. Woo! I'm going to move on to the fourth one. This is the dimension that y'all are so familiar with. That you're going to jump out of your seat, turn every chair over there. here. <laughs> the fourth dimension of love is sacrifice. Okay. I'm waiting. Ain't <laughs> nobody turn this. <laughs> okay, Hal, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Hal. <laughs> That's how you do it. See, he received it. It's a new season. See, he said, I'm hearing. Woo! The length, the breadth, the depth. And the height of God's love. It is this com- listen, ooh, composition that makes the fullness of God's love. See, we're missing one of those elements. You don't have the fullness of his love, Tiffany. Good to see you. My God. Glowing over there. Glowing and gleaming. With child. Come forth, Asher. All right. Glory to God. Not today, though. On time, Asher. On time. Woo! Wow. <laughs> Here we go, y'all. What is sacrifice? Giving up something that you consider valuable for the sake of someone else or for a better cause. Sacrifice. All right. <laughs> Giving up something that you consider valuable for the sake of someone or for a better cause. You must give up something if you want to fulfill the last dimension of love. Come on. Ooh. Sacrifice talks of constraints and inconvenience. Being very uncomfortable and sometimes sacrifices, listen, talks of pain. Mm-mm, you don't want this one. This is the language that this generation is knowing nothing of. This society teaches quick gratification. Now, now, now. No. No one wants to be inconvenienced. Oh, yeah, y'all know I'm talking, right? I don't want to go there. I don't want to go through. Ain't that right? Okay. Okay, y'all, they they don't want to go through. There's no pain, no suffering. Right. Hold on, do a quick review here. Number one is passion. Number two, commitment. Number three is pleasure. And number four, sacrifice. Okay, got to keep that in in your mind right there. Question. Got a question for you. Is sacrifice featured in your idea of love? Y'all answered that too quick. Okay. Is sacrifice in your idea of love? For your vision? For your assignment? For your call? The reason so many endeavors, whether business, marriage, friendships, fall, is because, or fail, should I say, is because of 
this very important element called sacrifice. See, mm, mm, mm. See, see, this is the thing. The people that keep the church, the sanctuary clean and safe. Listen, we got people that doing social media, keeping it current. It's only because they are willing to make a sacrifice of their time and effort. This is why this ministry has what we have. Thank you. What we do because we have some people who are willing to sacrifice their time and effort. Only some. Not all. Okay. Okay, you're supposed to be taking care of your house. I got a question. Where is your sacrifice? Where is your sacrifice as proof of your love? Hmm? How we treat each other? Where is your sacrifice as proof of your love? Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13, 15 and 16. And I got a bonus track for you. Read 15 and 16. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15. Mm -hmm. Through him, therefore, let us constantly and at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, mm. which mm. is the fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. Do not forget or neglect to do kindness and good, to be generous and distribute and contribute to the needy of the church as embodiment and proof of fellowship. Mm. For such sacrifices are pleasing to God. God. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that just a beautiful scripture? Can I get the bonus track? Read the next verse. Verse 17, uh -huh. obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them, continually recognizing their authority over you, for they are constantly keeping watch over your souls and guarding your spiritual welfare as men who will have to render an account of their trust. Do your part to let them do this with gladness and not with sighing or groaning. Mm. For that would not be profitable to you either. Now, isn't that something? So when teacher bring the, the, the hammer okay. and pastor, okay. you should be saying, thank you. thank you. Can I have another? That's the word of God right here. That's called divine order. See, we have to take an account for you. And he's telling you, make it easy on us. It'll work on your behalf. Yeah? yeah? Don't do it grudgingly. Don't get mad when we tell you, you know what? That's just wrong. Yeah. That's just love. Okay. Helping you. You know, you're falling off. You need to come up a little. Okay. All right. Let's go on from there. <laughs> what sacrifices... Are you making for your sisters or your brother in here? Mm? Mm. Mm. 
I know Berta has. I know Renika has. And there's some more people. So what's that? Can we just really talk for real, y'all? Let the Lord do his thing here. What sacrifice are you making for your brother and your sister? Uh-uh. Your husbands and wives or your children. Mm-hmm. If there is no sacrifice, there is no love. Love is measured by sacrifice. Not, listen, not sacrificing alone, but it's a major index, though. Okay? It's a very important index. If you give, uh, uh-oh. If you give your tithe, listen to what I said. If you give your tithe, mm -mm, that's right. You bring, you give your tithe, but you bring your offering. You bring a sacrifice. You don't give a sacrifice. See, the, the tithe is just what's his. What, it's that the tin is not an offering. It's not a sacrifice. It's what's owed him. But you bring, present an offering. Everybody looking down. I need y'all to look up right now. Stop looking at the little man behind the chair. See that? See, no, no, no. You said you are committed. You said you're passionate. You said you love. You can't love if you can't commit. It restricts, it restrains. Me not giving, not me bringing. Okay. See now? Oh, listen to that. You bring a sacrifice. This is the, ooh, painful one. Most of us have not brought an offering. I got you. Tithe is what's owed to him. Well, without me, do you understand that? First of all, everything is his. <laughs> everything is his. But he asked you that I'm going to, I want 10. I want a tenth of everything. But an offering is you bring that. You present that. It's the precious. And what the, the 90 is protected by, this is spiritual, y'all. It's protected. See, see you still want to operate in the world when it comes to your finances. But not in the kingdom. He will, he'll take that 90 and it needs to be protected. So that's what the offering does. The offering, excuse me, the offering brings the increase. 
the tithes protect. It brings the increase. So that's the whole problem. God don't care. He will increase the two denarios. He doesn't care if it's a two million. It's called a law of reciprocity. He does. See, that's why, that's why Oprah and all the other people who ain't, they tired. It's a law. But that works. An offering. You, you are a, it's a sacrifice. And you are a living sacrifice. A sacrifice has no will. Except it lay itself down. Now he said you are a living sacrifice. Lay down your life. You want to grow fast spiritually? Die to self. Everything. You'll grow spiritually real fast. It's always this one little thing. So do you really love God? Do you really love him? And all four of these dimensions. Are you passionate about giving? Are you upset when I can't give? When I can't offer? Are you, are you upset? Are you desperate enough to ask someone? I don't have anything. Can you help? I want to bring an offering. I can bring a wave offering. That's what they did. But I also bring an offering of my field. Of my harvest. So much so they would let the poor people glean from the four corners of their harvest. So everyone would have something. Okay, y'all want me to leave there? Y'all want me? This is a new season, y'all. There is a new season. <laughs> Listen. Yes, you did. Amen. Amen. Obedience is best. Amen. He told me that earlier. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I know that's right. And thank you for that testimony. Did y'all hear that? Oh. Okay. Amen, Joseph. Okay. All right. Y'all hear that? Well, you. Is it, is it Nancy? Is it Nancy? Nancy, right? And Nancy? Yeah, tell Nancy we said thank you, bless you, and we will pray over her seed. Okay, they got you. <laughs> Little Miss Grand Furniture. God is good, ain't he? That's good. That's a good thing. I mean, even she recognized. All right. Thank you, Joseph. Okay, made mine. I mean, the word is coming forth. I love this. I love this, yay. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you so much for your 
commentary. I love it. All right, listen to this. It's good. This is, this is what we're talking about. And it should bring conviction. If you don't bring convicted, then there's no change. That's what Holy Spirit does. He brings conviction. So he brings change. Amen. All right. Look at that. Y'all going to let somebody who don't go here teach y'all about tithing and offering. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Some of us don't want to use the, the sacrifice of waking up in the middle of the night to pray. The sacrifice to study. The sacrifice to delay gratification with your finances. Look at that. Look how God is flowing in here. To prepare, listen, for retirement or family or your family's future. No one want to make that because we want self-gratification right away. Yeah? Okay. A true shepherd. Lays down his life for the sheep. He doesn't walk on the sheep. Y'all hear that? Many pastors claim that they love the sheep. But they, listen, but he never, but he's never for them. He's never there for them. I try to make sure I'm there for you. Or have made any sacrifice to feed them or lead them in love. Many pastors don't do that. They don't make the sacrifice to study. They don't make the sacrifice to lead you in the right way. They just get up and say a few words. And now it's time for tithe and offering. See, that's walking on the sheep and not leading them. That's fleecing the sheep and not protecting them. Okay. Y'all need to know who y'all pastor is. Oh, that's right. Watch this. Because he has laid his life down for them. That's what a pastor does. He has to lay his life down for you. This is why it's hard for me to leave. This is why it's hard for me to stop teaching right now. I know. But I just need you to hear something. What are you laying down for your wife or for your husband? Wives, what are you laying down for your husband? Women, they want to get married. What are you laying down and sacrificing to God that you are ready for the man of God. If you're not laying down your life. If you're not making a sacrifice. To your flesh. Or your will. Or whatever. Then you're not ready. Y'all listen to me. This is important. And the same goes for the man. Who wants to get married. What are you sacrificing. To show God. That you're ready. For the good thing. Sacrifice is not about convenience. It's about inconvenience. Men and women don't even, listen, don't even talk about marriage if you're not willing to make sacrifices. This will save you a lot of sleepless nights. He or she has to be willing 
to let the echoes of pleasure pass them by. In Ephesians 3, 18, we talked about it. That includes, listen, when it said the breadth, the depth, the heights, the limbs, and all of those type of things, that includes the walk of ministry. That's the family. What is the passion? Listen, listen. What is the passion, the commitment, and the pleasure and sacrifices? The Bible calls them the fullness of love. Listen, it calls it the fullness of the love of God. Which one of these dimensions are you missing in your pursuit for the love of God? I want to give you a secret that will help you. Oh, God, I can't just do it. I got to stop. <laughs> okay. Y'all all right? Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Teacher? You okay? All right. All right. Okay. I want to give you a secret, right? Okay. Give you an opportunity to enjoy your marriage, your relationships. Your visions, whether you are born again or not. Because we are, we have so many people that say we are born again, but we really are not. Mama, help you either way. Okay? I need y'all to subscribe to these four templates. Okay. If I can get through all four. Play. These people may not even acknowledge Jesus. Don't just look at the results, at their results. I just, want you, I just want you to look at their results. Look at these passions. Look at their commitment. Look at their pleasure. They're derived from what they're, are going, what, what they're doing now. Uh, I want to say this. No matter how cumbersome, just look at these sacrifices that this man made. Nikolai Tesla. How many of you all ever heard of Nikolai Tesla? You know, Everything that you see plug in here in the wall, he created. The wireless network that you see, he did this, and he died in 1943, I think it was, something like that. Could be wrong, 47.3. But he, he created the alternate um, current, and that's AC, which you see today, still using. He patented over 7,000. He had over 7,000 patents in his life. I mean... And it's a big mystery about his death, and he died. And he wanted to give free energy to the world. Yeah. So there's free energy. You just, you're just paying for it. <laughs> so this man, I mean, imagine this, y'all. He lived a very secluded life. He sacrificed. He never married. He hardly slept. He suffered with OCD. He's born in like 1858, something like that. Nikolai Tesla. The Tesla car that y'all see driving, that's his name. That's from Elon Musk. How many of y'all have heard of Elon Musk? Okay. He's the owner and inventor of SpaceX. So when they have space exploration, he's going to be doing it. The Tesla car, he took that. And that's, that's, that's who he made that car, the 
Nikolai Tesla. And it's a very powerful commitment and passion to what he did. And believe it or not, we benefit so much from his, his sleepless nights. Things that we just take for granted, just plug it in the wall. AC, alternating current. Amen? My goodness. Miles Monroe. He's a great mentor in this life and in death. Y'all ain't hear what I said. I see how this man cheated death. He's long gone, but his wisdom is still alive, and it guides many of us. I got everything he's just about had. He's long gone, but his wisdom still guides us. It's profound. Y'all hear this? His wisdom still guides us. There's illumination, that torch from his experiences guides to great, us to great destinies. All of you have been a beneficiary of his teaching in here as well. He's dead, he's gone. What are you going to leave back that can change people's lives? What are you going to do? What song are you going to write? What book are you going to write? What are you going to do that when you're gone, it's still emanating wisdom, knowledge, illumination to people's lives? That's why we want the videos to go up because we're going to be long gone, but they're going to be there forever. Yeah? Your teachings too. Not just teaching now. Isn't that awesome? Man. What are you willing? What are you willing to lay down for the anointing that you claim that you want? Hmm? What are you willing to lay down? Y'all good? I know I'm in trouble. Y'all told me to go. Y'all told me to go? All right. Here we go. What are you willing to lay down, sisters, for that kind of man that you want? That saying goes for the man. Back to the woman. Watch this. This is what you say. Please, God, please send me a man that is a visionary. I want somebody that loves God. And God says, they are all available. Let me see. What are you willing to lay down? Mm-mm. Can you lay down that time, that ego, the inconvenience, your will? Will you be able to submit to such a man? Okay. Listen, will you be able to submit to such a man with gladness? Oh, my God. Teacher, I gotta, you got to hear this part. You got to hear this part. I was saying that the women are asking, you know, please, God, send me a man that's a visionary. I want somebody that God, that he, that loves God. And God, and listen, and God says this. Okay, that man is available. Let me see what you are willing to lay down. Are you willing to lay down, listen, the time, the ego, the inconvenience, the will? Will you be able to submit underneath of such a man with gladness? 
as one worthy of your honor. Y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? Y'all got to hear what I said, ladies. Are you, he said, he said, are you willing? What are you willing? Are you willing to lay down, you know, shutting your mouth? Your ego, your inconvenience, your will. Are you even able to submit underneath such a man with gladness and one that is worthy of your honor? For his paradigm. Y'all better listen. Y'all asking for this. Y'all asking God to send you that type of man. But are you willing to lay down these things in your life? For him. Okay. Y'all see why it's important to get this? See, and if you got him, you still need to ask yourself that question. Okay. Okay, here we go. God says, he says this, listen, oh, oh, here we go. God says, if this is my son, you want, he said, first of all, you got to be serious. If you want my son. You got to be serious first, ladies, if you want his son. Okay. He said that he's available. Hey, Dina, he's available. He's available. But what are you willing to lay down for him? Okay. All right. Oh, okay. See, watch this. Men mm -hmm. who, who, who want to be married, they, they, they go for everybody. Listen to this. This is what we say. <laughs> oh, God, I want a beautiful, gorgeous. Yeah, you do. I want a beautiful, gorgeous wife. Yeah, you do. He put that in me. That's right. He put that in me. That's what I think. Oh, listen to this. I want a beautiful, gorgeous wife. And God says, okay, let me check your parameters. Let me check your parameters for that. Again, God says, they are available. She's available. Mm -mm -mm. But what are you willing to lay down? You said you wanted them. And she is fine. <laughs> but what are you willing to lay down? Watch this, teacher. A lady who is that virtuous. Oh, man. Lady, say, I'm virtuous. I'm virtuous. A lady that is that virtuous. Wow. Deserves a responsible man. A man of high character. God will tell, oh my God. God will tell that man 
that she has to have a blessed man. A lady that virtuous, that's virtuous, she has to be considered. She, she has to, let me ask you this. He has, oh, I'm going to say this the right way because he's saying something else right here. Okay. Let me go back here. He said, the parameters for you. For that woman, he said, I have her. Who is that virtuous, deserves a responsible man and a man of high character. God will tell him that she has to have a blessed man. A lady that's virtuous has to consider herself. She has to, con she has to consider her price. He has to consider God, dog. Is she priceless enough? That will cause him to rise above every occasion that is presented to him. Wait a minute. You're asking for this beautiful, gorgeous, virtuous woman. And she has to have a man that is blessed. She's so virtuous. You have to consider her priceless. Is she priceless enough that will cause you to rise above every situation? Every circumstance. Is she that priceless? Now, see, I can send her to you, but you have to consider that she's priceless enough that will cause you to change. God, it. Causes you to rise above every circumstance, every situation. See, you, y'all, God, man, he is not mocked. See, if you never change your attitude and your heart, God will never send you what you are willing. Listen, he will never send you what you are not willing to lay down in yourself to receive someone else. I know that's right. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. Listen to that. See, that's what happened. When a woman meets that man, what she's really doing is calling you up. And you fight it. You know what you're fighting? You're fighting your character. Put a demand on my character. Watch me change. This right here is going to help a lot of people right here. Listen to me, women. If you never change your attitude and your heart, God will never send you what you are willing, listen, are not willing to lay down in yourself to receive someone else. He will not do that. But God put together. See, this is another thing. I, I told you a few people that I was going to tell you. People want Benny Hinn's anointing. But they're not willing to seek God like he does. Right in the middle of all the mockery. 
You're not willing to every beginning of every year to go cut shut yourself in a room for two weeks and see no one. And all you're trying to do is seek the presence of God without any interruption. See, we don't want to, we want to walk in that anointing, but we're not willing to lay down what it takes to walk in that anointing. Three hours and we're done. Trying to expand your capacity to hold, to stay focused, to stay conscious of God. And I can do that in the presence of God because he's here right now. It's amazing, teacher. It's amazing. See, he'll never give you something that you desire that you're not willing to sacrifice. You never. So you got to be careful what you're asking him. I may call for the sacrifice. Are you willing? Children, job, health, whatever. Are you willing? It's amazing how people pull back when they see the demands for their desire. I want prosperity. I want to be blessed. If God told you to give it all, mm, to give it all, many could not do it. He does it all the time. He says, give me a tenth. Why would he bless you with millions? If you're not willing to do the 10. See, when he bless you with that type of anointing, that type of money. You have to move fast and quick when he asks for it, when he asks for it. In whatever way or form, you have to move quick. Many of us could not do that. He's trying to bless you with it now, but we won't give him the 10. I haven't even talked about the offering. See, with this prosperity, you have to say yes to everything. God says you have to move quickly. You have to prove to God you're worthy to be his treasurer. But the church is hauling all this money and prosperity, and you're not worthy to be his treasurer. Because you won't give. You won't bring an offering. Isn't that something? It's not the money. It's you. See, you're supposed to be a living sacrifice. There should be no debate, no discussion. If he asked you to bring it all, would you do it? If he asked you, if he asked you, would you do it? Could you do it? Mm-mm-mm. See, somehow, somehow. And that's why you've been blessed with what you're doing with the ministry. 
See, he has a conscience. He heard what Pastor Carol Warren said on Friday. He said he couldn't just write a check out, so he gave me, he gave me an envelope that has his name on it, so I'm going to make sure he get it. He moved. He heard quickly. See, this is how you do it. When you know God is speaking, you got to move quickly. You can't be double-minded. Giving is a heart issue. Time, money, it's a sacrifice, inconvenience. But God is never trying to take nothing from you. He's trying to get something to you. Ain't that right? I want to thank you all all for staying and we should have done the altar. You should be set free right now. Yeah. Teach you that all right? And you want the altar to back open up again, the ministers? No. I just want to thank y'all for staying. And y'all are attentive. Thank you. It's worth it. Wasn't it worth it? Yeah. Now, we could probably come in next week and, you know, be over it quick. But I want to make sure. And, I'm, you know... I, this is just the way I believe he wanted it today. It's a new season. You know, it's not like this all the time, but hey, we got Tiffany here. <laughs> Good. So, prepare your offering. And you're tired. And while they're doing that, talk to God. Ask them, am I loving you in all four dimensions? Am I holding back? Show me what I'm doing. Show me what I'm not doing. Yeah? God is good, isn't he? Man. Just a little different. Amen. Good to see you back there, Terrence. You feeling better? All right. Amen. Guarantee you, he's going to bless you for this one today. This is different. (laughs) Glory to God. Everybody okay? I thought that was awesome what Joseph's wife said. Beautiful. My goodness. Oh, sure. Well, I want to. Um, so your wife, you were leaving out of the door, correct? And she said, wait a minute. Go ahead. T- go ahead. Blew your mind. Y'all hear that? He's, he's, he's... Oh, yeah. Well, come on up. Joseph, come on up here, Joseph. Come on, Joseph. Thank you, teacher. Bring me. Help me out. See, that's my help me. All right. Joseph, stand right there. So they can get you on the mic right there. I just want to tell you all something real quick. I really enjoy coming here. My men, they're all happy as can be today because I know they've been looking at their clock and say, boss man said he'd be here at 12 o'clock. <laughs> boss man said he'd be here at 11. Well, I finally turned off my phone. I didn't realize when I'm thinking, what are all these beeps I'm getting? Mm. That's my men. I punched them back and said, take off. They didn't answer that when I said, take off. That's good. I changed my mind. But y'all don't know how difficult it is, really, for me to come here, okay? I'm one of them very, very skeptical people, okay? Nancy and I take, and we 
help the best we can to seven to 11 different churches, okay? My attorney come to me a couple days ago on a major deal and something went wrong. And I said, I know you can afford that. And he turned around and said to me, listen to me real carefully. I don't care if my $10 million mansion burns to the ground. I'm going to take and do everything I can without you or anybody else giving the Lord the 10% he deserves. I don't give the 10% like a lot of pastors want you to do because my 10% would be like this black gentleman. No offense to anybody on color, but he didn't have no legs, okay? And yesterday I pulled out a $50 bill and I handed it to him. He was in front of the gas station. And one of the people said, you don't have to do that. I said, you know, I hope one day when I'm down and out that somebody will say, do you need a loaf of bread or a glass of water or a kind word? You know, it don't mean that much for a lot of you, but it does to a person like me that has nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's right. That not has what he's going to have one of these days. What I want one of these days, I'm going to have a ministry called Catch and Release Ministry. Amen. Okay? Amen. I think I come to the pastor one time before a while back and wonder how much would you charge to teach me God's word and wait. The only thing I never want to do on this man's earth, I never, ever want to lead one of his children astray. Because that's the only thing that fears me on earth. Not money, not having stuff, not not having it. That's the only thing that this man's scared of. One thing on this earth is God. I'm scared to death of God. And I'm definitely scared if I lead one of his people down the wrong track. That's why y'all all, every one of you in here, should be proud to have a man like this to teach you what you do. Okay? That's all I got to say. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Your wife? Your Nancy. wife? Yeah, come about Nancy for a second. Y'all. Okay, Nancy. Tell me what she said to you. I was leaving this morning, and I'm walking out, and she said, come here a minute. She said, it ain't much, but take this to your pastor and put it in the offering plate. I said, well, they don't do stuff like that. And she says, just take I said, they don't need that. She says, it's not yours. It's not mine. It belongs to God. And I said, wow, I didn't even think she wants me even coming here. No offense, preacher. <laughs> I got you. She hasn't got over the Christmas tree. I got you. Okay? <laughs> All right. Look. All right. <laughs> look. Look. It's okay. We have, look, during Christmas time, I go to these places that have all these little angels, and I try to get them all, okay? I try to get them all. And the day that I invited Nancy to come over for the first time, she had just put three Christmas trees up that morning in different locations of our residence, okay? And if you go in, it's still there today. I have a 16-foot one in the formal living room, and she has a Snow White 12-foot one in her formal living room. We have several living rooms in my residence, okay? But, and I said, Nancy, are you sure you want to give this church $50? And she turns around and she says, I might start giving them 10% of what I make a year. 
I said, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, okay. Well, I'm saying that because one day I picked up her W-2 by accident on the floor, and I looked at it and said, you need to quit this puny job. I throw that away during supper time sometime. Well, I didn't realize that that was not a W-2. That was her pay stuff. Okay. And I'm like, don't ever quit that job. Don't quit that job. But... So I'm not going to take up no more of y'all's time. But I enjoyed coming here, especially like where I was supposed to have been today, early today, to go put up some door locks for a company. And I'm like, you know what? They can wait till tomorrow morning. You know? Amen. Joseph, thank you so much. Thank you, man of God. Thank you so much. Thank you. Love you now. I love Joseph. Y'all know it, I do. I love his honesty. I love it. I love it, man. And he, truth is truth, right? So Nancy knows the, she knows the truth. And it compels. Amen? I just want to thank all of y'all for staying for a little extended service. Just a little extra fellowship. Amen? Don't hurt anybody. Glory to God. But um, I'm going to, y'all, y'all took the offering up? Did y'all do the offering? Y'all got the offering up? Everybody? <laughs> Huh? Okay, okay, okay. You're supposed to see me anyway. Okay, I see. I ain't forgot. All right. All right. Love y'all. Thank y'all so much. Y'all bringing it up. He said he loved a happy, cheerful giver. Hilarious. <laughs>